I see a dark and shady figure. Who could it? Uh, it's Uncle Fubar. He's close to the garage. I had to be curfew. Yeah. <laughs> you look awesome, man. You look dangerous. <laughs> All right, let's make it short and sweet, man. I know you got other things to do than fucking... I'm good. I'm going to go lie on the couch and watch wrestling for fast. Nice. Old stuff from on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Old clips. Like, it's not new footage. They're uh, new. They're still on. Old new stuff. I don't know any of the new stuff. Michael watches it, so then he got me fucking watching it. That's fucking hilarious. I don't even know any of the names. I mean, all the old guys I know. Yeah, they're all our age and older. Remember The Undertaker, right? Yeah, of course. Totally. Yeah. Retired uh, this year. Really? He's 54, wow. 55, something like that. Yeah. I remember him from when I was in my 20s. Yeah. He's got to be 65 or 70 or something now. Oh, he's 55. He's five years older than us. Fuck. Here we are. Good to see you, Yo. Uncle Fubar. How you What's doing? happening, my brother? Man, you know, I always appreciate you making time for these uh, these crazy <laughs> sessions of ours. It makes my day. It's the best part of my fucking day every single time. Sure. Um, what can I tell you? I mean, uh, I think you are definitely the one with more cool information and news than I am these days. So why don't you shoot it out, man? Tell us what you got cooking in your fucking repertoire of stuff. It's been a good. Uh, it's been a good week. I came out of my uh, slumber of uh, the holidays. You know when you're like, <sighs> so I'm playing again. I'm recording, yeah. and thanks to you, I'm <clears throat> singing. Dude, so, yeah. I know it's a good week when I start to get crazy, like influx of tracks, and you just start rapid firing things. And I'm like, yeah, Enzo is back, and yeah. that's that's been my week. I've been getting stuff from you. It's very fucking cool. <laughs> How many did I send out in the last 10 days? I sent you two. I well, sent not including me. I don't know. There's probably others, man. There's maybe five or six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. You I got bands you. I don't know about, man. <laughs> you, know, you know everything. You know, the co-producer knows everything. So Ken got one. Steve's got two. You got yeah. two. Yeah. Even he's got one. So yeah, Uncle Fubar is, uh, is rolling here. That's fucking great. And your channel is starting to explode, man. It's really cool to see all of this content. And you're really like, you're coming into your own as your own brand. So if you don't already follow Uncle Fubar, we're going to post links all over the place. All of his socials are on the podcast, vodcast homepage. You can see there's a section called More About Enzo. So if you want to really get in at the ground level of something that's about to become really cool, go check out Uncle Fubar's pages on all the platforms. So what's um, the next big thing coming out now? What's your what's your next like uh, surprise? Two weeks, two weeks. Soul Masons, our super group, the album comes out, which means I have to finish making video because I forgot that I didn't finish making videos. You don't sleep, man. You basically, you know, I don't know what. I mean, like, forget the COVID shot. You got like adrenaline shots, man, to keep you awake at night. I don't know how you do it. Coffee with Bailey's or special some coffee. Super group, super coffee. <laughs> That's so, fucking yeah. awesome. So when's the date? When's the date for the album? When can people expect that? Uh, Easter, April 3rd. It's my son Connor's birthday, actually. That's how you celebrate it, man. Fucking cool. You can get it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, like some people have been talking that you can get these songs anywhere on other people's pages. <laughs> Uh, no, the Soul Masons seems to be 
cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we, we won't go there. Uh... Yeah, maybe a little tiny bit. But uh, before doing that, um, I will mention that there's going to be a link, of course, to the Soul Masons homepage where you're going to be able to, from there, sort of dispatch out to wherever you want to grab that stuff. Enzo has been working really hard on making sure that all of this is uh, in the best possible package. And we're super stoked, man. It's fucking great. You're making this all seem a lot cooler than we really are. So we'll put yeah. links to that. Uh, and yeah, as far as uh, my music being confused with uh, people who are uh, in the business of uh, or trying to be a pimp or a you know porn star, or I don't know what, but uh, I mean, some people might like that association. Me personally, as a dad and you know a family guy, I don't really care for that very much. Not even in a younger day would I care for that much. But uh, yeah, so my uh, my original single before we go ended up on everyone else's page except for mine. A couple of places were fine, but, uh, and it's not CD baby's fault. It's really just because my artist name is similar to other artists out there with uh, questionable material. There's some really cool people out there with my artist name too, doing stuff. They're all cool. They're all just creative people doing what they do. So uh, I think instead of just going under Tebow, I'm going to probably do Paul Tebow is going to be the artist brand, but I'm going to wait a couple of weeks. So everything that has been unreleased now, it's going to sort of rewind back and uh, more to report next week. I promise. El Capitan. I'll be sure to have some good news to sort of, you know, keep up. You put the bar high, man. You got a lot of material coming out. It's like hard to keep up with you, man. You're on fire. And I fucking love it when you're like that. It's good to be back. It's yeah. good to be back. Definitely. It's great to see you there, man. I'm really glad. I'm really glad for you. And uh, so we are about to uh, let you guys check out this video that we did, this uh, interview rather. It's not, they're not really interviews. They're just conversations with a really cool radio broadcaster from out West. And uh, Josie Balka is her name. And uh, what did you think of the interview? How did you feel while we were trying to act young and cool uh, wow. Even though we were old and uh, clunky, I mean, just getting the interview started was a technical. But, but that boat has sailed, sunk, and degraded such a long time ago. There's, there's no way to look act and act young and cool anymore. No, I would agree. I Josie would agree. was, and it was an awesome interview. I mean, yeah, her, her, her honesty came through, and uh, you know, it was really cool to hear her story. Yeah, she has so many cool stories and just to be able to get a glimpse at uh, what she's about and the kind of trials and stuff that she's been through and maintain this sort of real positive and energetic outlook uh, and her whole life is ahead of her. But I mean, it seems like she's already been through so much. So we were really honored to be able to get her to share that kind of stuff with us in one yeah. of our fledgling, you know, beginning episodes of the Tebow Vision podcast podcast. So uh, what do you say, man? We get into it. We show these people what uh, Josie is all about. It's, it's really worth checking out and listening to, and uh, it's inspiring. I would agree. I would agree. All right. Without any further ado, here is our interview on Tebow Vision with the great Josie Balka. Enzo, how you yes, doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I had a fucking shitty day. I've been looking forward That's to this all, all freaking day. So uh, I'm glad to see your, your mug. We, awesome. We have to be cooler than, than normal, though, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We, have to, we have to elevate we got to raise the bar. We get this cool yeah. guest. I feel so uncool right now, but <laughs> can we give it a shot? And let's go for it. Say hi to our friend, Josie Balka. 
from Calgary, Alberta. Thanks for jumping on our show. Appreciate it. I'm stoked. I love this. It's fun for me. I don't really do stuff like this very often. Neither do we. This is, this is kind of new for us. So we appreciate you uh, being part of our sort of like inaugural episodes as we get used to doing this and hopefully getting better at it. Really appreciate you making the time. So I'm Tebow. You guys know me from my channel, Tebow Vision. And of course, my man Enzo, Uncle Fubar. How you doing today, pal? (laughs) Doing good, doing good. Took to the, the trip into Montreal today, so I'm Ooh. happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back from the crazy yes. land. Yeah. Is, has it Forever changed? Oh, is the city still there? Did anything burn down? <laughs> yeah, it's construction, construction, construction. That's yeah. nothing, nothing's changed. <laughs> like, our day just got better because now that we get the chance to hang out and talk with Josie, um, who is, we're, we're talking about the real Josie Balka, right? Just want to make that clear. Yeah, you got to explain that, right? Uh, if you want to get into it, it's up to you. But we're, we're talking about you today. This is the real deal. Real Josie Balka, radio host from Calgary, Alberta, budding songwriter, uh, Taylor <laughs> Swift fan, probably the biggest Taylor Swift fan. Huge Taylor Swift fan. A wellness ambassador. I don't know what to call. The, the, I'm trying to make up a title like uh, health. Uh, you know, you, you have this powerful transformation story that I'm hoping maybe you'll feel like getting into because that yeah. blew me away when I learned about it. Uh, and I'm, I, I would love it if you felt comfortable talking about that a little bit during our show. Yeah. Um, and also a blogger, poet, all around cool human being. So uh, we're really fortunate to have you on our show. <laughs> I want to start off. What are your thoughts on the current situation with COVID, pandemic? How are you coping? Share your, share your thoughts. Go. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any um, interesting opinions uh, or like I'm not like an anti-masker or anything that we could like start fighting about. But um, I definitely don't love it. Um, I think when you come up on the anniversary of anything, there's a reason why anniversaries are uh, acknowledged. Right. And it's because a year of anything is hard, uh, no matter what it is. So this was a, this is a crazy anniversary to be coming up to. The fact that we've been doing this for a year. I know. Um, I like went through a breakup at the end of February last year, and then COVID started in March, and I like lived by myself. Wow. My family's not here, so it was just kind of like a big whirlwind. Um, but I actually can't believe it's been a year. I don't know if COVID sped it up. Or what? It's because every day you kind of wake up excited for tomorrow because it's the same day over and over. It's Groundhog Day, so it's like (laughs) you lose it. Oh, am am I drinking again? Okay, it must be you know whatever. I know. I've like I I actually got drunk for the first time alone last month. (laughs) Like I'd never done that before, and uh, now I just do it all the time. But (laughs) it's definitely it's it's obviously not ideal. But there's like certain things in life that like being angry and passionate about um it'll get you somewhere and with this it just won't like being mad and negative about it's not gonna make the vaccines roll out any quicker or make it go away so you kind of just have to make the best of it you can't fight the wind you just got to go with the flow and it's it's it's, i mean obviously it's challenging for people that are in really difficult situations whether that means difficult because of being alone or because of being in the company of 
less desirable people and not having a choice. There's so much shit going on. We all know the stories now because we've been hearing it. If you listen to radio or if you're talking on radio, you can't help but get the stories. I mean, I'm sure that your, your listeners are, are sharing that with you guys at the station and your colleagues and everybody. It's everywhere you go. So I, I get that. And it sucks. I mean, uh, the loneliness is one thing. But um, I got to tell you, my, my own personal perspective, the, uh, the social media aspect, that's huge, right? I mean, how many yeah. crazy cool people uh, have we all had the opportunity to discover, whether it's on TikTok or whether it's on Facebook? TikTok or... saved me this pandemic, like for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think it's, it's almost like it's therapeutic. I would even go so oh, far yeah. as to say like essential now. I don't know how I could be without TikTok to be able to see these crazy people out there that are just doing such interesting stuff. And that's how I came across you. That's exactly yeah. how I came across you. That song that you'd played. And I'm like, that's amazing. I told, I want to do, how do I do it? And that's how I started. I was so blown away by that. <laughs> like I sent it to one of my buddies and he was like, why am I crying? And I was like, I don't know. But like, it's so pretty. Like I've never heard my, Song sound like a real song before that was the first time. <laughs> but it was so much fun, and you gen—I mean, like you genuinely captured my attention. I'm, I'm not the only one; a lot of other people that notice, and you, your your fans are so dedicated to you, and it's cool to see like how, how much <laughs> they just transforming to you, like <laughs> fans, because they came. This is amazing. Do your fucking album now! Like, come on! Like they're just pushing you because they obviously care very much about you. Uh, as you know, I mean, as we all sort of get to know people through TikTok and whatever, it's fun and it makes us feel less alone. I find. That's the way that I, I think about it. Uh, and I, I don't think that um, I don't think it's a bad thing to be sort of addicted to whether it's TikTok or Instagram. Wow. What? <laughs> There's a, a certain limit to that, right? There's uh, definitely a limit. You call me up. There's a limit. <laughs> but it also like it, it just helped me and like it really helped me this year. And I like was yeah. talking to a friend about that recently, too. Just like, what would we have done if we didn't have TikTok this year? Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, the amount of people in the higher age group who jumped on TikTok and you're right, it saved them. I mean, what you said before about the outlook of the pandemic, that is the perfect outlook to have. What are you going to get angry at a a cell, a virus? It is what it is. You deal with it. But everybody needed some form of help to get through. And it is fun to see the creativeness. Paul and I have had this discussion before where we feel that the pandemic right now has given us opportunities to be more creative. Mm. So I don't know if you you like, you know, you start off because, oh, you're drinking and you're depressed, but then it's just like, hey, you know what? This is cool. I can do something that I couldn't do before. So tell me something, Josie, is that something that you thought was new for you? Or is that something that you always did when you, uh, when you started thinking, how am I going to deal with this pandemic crap? Was that the catalyst or was there, was that always there for you? I, I've always been like pretty creative and like made a lot of videos and, and stuff just for work. Cause you kind of have to be, cause like half of my job is online. But, um, I actually went to go, I was in Florida at the beginning of February last year with my sister and she, cause she lives there with my dad. And uh, she was on TikTok with her friends and they live in like a dorm in college. And she was like 20 at the time. And they were like doing these TikTok dances. And I was like, you guys are fucking losers. Like, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm too old for this shit. And like, You're not that old. And I was like, I am. Like, I was 20, I'm 27 now. I was 26. And I was like, I, I was like, I, I'm never going to like this 
bullshit. Like I was like, you need to get a life. And then I like, and then I was like, well, my God, I'm so old. And then I downloaded it to look at the video she was posting. So I was curious. And then I came home and I was just hooked on it. And then everybody got it. And then TikTok became something that like, that <laughs> out now and we have to make three TikToks a week as part of our like social yeah, media exactly. plan. It's a freaking schedule. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. COVID definitely like added to my like ability to have time to do more creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't something that like kicked it off. I was already like this. I was already weird. <laughs> I don't know if I think I can agree with you saying weird though, because I, I think <laughs> we need more. If you want to call it weird, we need more weird people <laughs> because the, whoever calls themselves not weird. Sorry, Always. but I just like, you know, I got so much to say to the not weird people. <laughs> I'm not interested. I, and, pandemic has really exacerbated that. Like I feel if I was impatient before I am like on crack impatient now because I just can't deal with stupidity. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. And whereas before I might've been a little bit, Oh, I tolerate that. That's fine. And I'll give a professional response. And it's really hard for me to be pro in my day job now, especially after a year of being home, like doing whatever the hell I want. Yeah. It's tough. All right. So I want to ask you something else. I, I mean, we, we may or may not have time for all these questions, but I wanted to ask a couple at least that just sort of lead up to your story. Um, and I, read on your blog that you grew up in Toronto. What was it like growing up in Toronto? Oh, it was good. I lived in like suburbia. Like it was like, just kind of like a little, it's called Etobicoke and like it, but it's like in the city. Is it Etobicoke or Etobicoke? It's Etobicoke. And, uh, that's a good question. And, um, I like, I love, I loved growing up in Toronto. I went to high school there, elementary school. And then I moved away to Niagara Falls when I was, 18 to go to school but um so I didn't really like experience the nightlife legally gotcha um, <laughs> but I wait a minute sorry as a Montrealer I have to say nightlife in Toronto come on I got a, I got a fake ID when I was 17 to go to Montreal and drink <laughs> I'm pretty sure it said I was from Alberta now <laughs> the way that it looked that's so funny I don't know irony <laughs> But either way, no, growing up in Toronto was great. And like, I was actually talking to my, I talked to my high school friends still. Cool. Um, That's really commendable, man. Very cool. cool. And there's like probably 20 of us that are still very close. That's awesome. That's and awesome. that's just high school. And that's not like even including the girls and like the guys I went to college with. And I'm still very close with those people too. And we were talking about that recently about how special it is, uh, the relationship that we all built in high school and how much we all still love each other and know about each other and keep tabs on each other. And I always say like, if you like somebody, you're probably going to like the people that they grew up around because that's kind of who shapes you. Right. And um, I like every time I meet somebody new or start dating somebody or, or whatever, I just get so excited for the day they get to meet my high school friends because they're like my favorite people in the whole world. (laughs) If you trust, if you trust them and whatever you, 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 you become accustomed to relying on their opinion or their, their support. Right. Totally. So that's that's what it is. So so you went to high school in Toronto, and then and then I went to Bra- uh, I went to college in London, Ontario, for like. But I went for like two months. I dropped out. I didn't like the program, and then I moved back <laughs> home. And then I moved to Niagara Falls, and I took a broadcasting program uh, at Niagara College for three years. And then I graduated from there in like June of 2015. And then by July, I had a job in Saskatchewan, and I drove out there. 
That's awesome. Wow. That totally answers the next question. It's kind of fun to uh, to talk about the, the going west because I can remember so many people uh, that I grew up with that's, I'm doing it, man. I'm going out west. Whether they were going to go <laughs> plant trees or work oil or whatever the fuck they had in mind. You know, there's a bunch of 18-year-old punks at the time. And, you know, they didn't have any, like, plans. So I just want to go west. And they kept saying, Paul, you got you to gotta come out here, man. It's amazing. And I always said, nah, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> And the reason is because I was worried I would never come back. Like I, I, I had a little bit of family in Montreal and I thought, you know, if I go, I'm going to abandon all of them because I'm going to fucking love it out there. And the stories that came since, you know, like my teenage years, it's only five years ago, but still, let's just be honest. They were telling me such cool stuff. Dog years, like, the mountains, the ocean, the forest, and the people are so cool. Man. You'd be great. <clears throat> Bring your band out here or just start a band here. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. So these that years of denial, <laughs> I don't know why. I like stories to my friends and I tell them all the time, like, you can just come out here. Like every time I'm drinking, I call at least one of my friends from home and I'm like, get out here. Like, <laughs> get your car, do it. The pandemic. But it's also like, um, I feel like some people, I feel like you either go out west for a summer or you go out west and you live there for the rest of your life. And like, that's kind of, I was kind of unsure moved to Saskatchewan. I was only there for six months. Like the guy I was dating in college and I broke up and I was like, well, then I'm going to go and succeed. And I, and I didn't know if I would, but I did. And, um, I was in Saskatchewan for six months and then I got hired in Calgary and I'd never been to Saskatchewan or Alberta. So I went there for the first time and like, it's actually an interesting story because I booked a hotel to stay in that had like a monthly rate because of like, uh, people who work in those kinds of, industries where you need that right yeah the oil yeah sure yeah, yeah especially those extended shifts where you're doing overtime for like crazy amount of days and then well yeah they work for a, for a month they, yeah. they're exactly yeah right yeah so they had this like monthly rate at this hotel in yorkton saskatchewan which is where i was moving to and uh it was like 800 dollars for the month and i was when i started in radio i'm not i'm actually not exaggerating this was in 2015 and i was making 20 grand a year so i was ready to be broke and um I, I, got, I got i was 40 minutes out i had driven all by myself the whole way wow. and i was 40 minutes out of this town i was moving into and the hotel called me and they were like we've changed our rates Uh-oh. and it was double oh fuck and oh, i was like i can't do that wow. So I like literally rolled in. The sun was going down. It was like seven or eight o'clock at night. I'd never been there before. I was like, oh my God, I live here now. And I just had my little Kia full of all the things I could fit in it. And I just like parked in a parking lot. And I was like, okay, so I'm homeless. Wow. And that's just not, that was very not me. I've always been very sheltered and like always home with my mom. And like suddenly I was like, what the fuck? Um, And then I ended up getting a hotel, like like a a Ramada or something and staying for two nights and then finding someone's basement to crash in for a little bit. I was going to say, thankfully a friend came up and, uh, you know, (laughs) bailed you out because that can be like, that's a a hell of a slap in the face. Yep. it was it was a good start but it was kind of like a oh my god was this a huge mistake and then very quickly no it wasn't and then i ended up in calgary and i had a plan when i got here so that was good on you man that's just a sign of your resilience honestly like i mean there's uh i keep saying like to 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 people that um that that i find are, are are courageous interesting creative uh all present company included i keep saying make babies so we can Stay the fucking wave of idiots in the world that are such assholes that fucking keep on bothering us. 
we need more smart people. We need more creative people. We need more interesting, you know, humans fucking adopt if you have to. I don't care. Like, just make it, make it happen, you know. Eventually. Infuse your, 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 uh, your point of view and your, and your outlook on life to, you know, to these great people. Okay, so we're going to move on now. Tell me about um, losing 120 pounds. Oh, okay. Uh, I love this. I love talking about this. Um, but it's, uh, it's, I was like 19 and I weighed like almost 300 pounds and, uh, I was, I'm like five foot seven. So, I mean, not ideal. Even if I was six <laughs> foot five, that would, you know, like, as I, I know I've been there. I, I'm six, four and I, in my early twenties, I, I was at 325. So yeah, you get yeah, it. I know. Yeah. And like, and that's like significantly taller than five foot seven. <laughs> and like men tend to be like a little more like dense muscularly than than women. So I I yeah. sometimes, but I I'm just uh, more dense in general. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I I went to a party and there was like people taking pictures of the party and I saw some pictures and I was like oh my god I need to lose weight. This is crazy. Right. Uh, so I lost like forty pounds. Probably got down to like two hundred and like sixty. And then I went to college. Had a great time, kind of like stayed at that weight. And then as soon as I was like wrapping up being in school, I like started Weight Watchers. And then I ended up just kind of losing a bunch of weight with them. And then when I was in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, I was so bored that I would just go to the gym all the time. So I lost a bunch Uh. of weight in that six-month period. And then when I moved to Calgary, there's all these like fun little bougie fitness studios that I love, like boxing and like hit classes and F45. And I kind of fell in love with that. And then with with, like being passionate about fitness comes getting fitter. So Mm. it, it just kind of has been like a huge learning curve. But like I'd say I'm pretty close to where I've, where I originally wanted to be. My goals are different now. What drove you to go so hard to get to that goal so fast? It wasn't, it wasn't quick. Like it was like a 40 pound weight loss. And then I stayed there for three years. And then I would like, and I think that's what helped me is like, so let's say I was like almost 300 pounds and then I got down to 260 and I stayed there for three years. And then like between like the time that I started Weight Watchers and the time that I left to move to Yorkton, I was 210. And then by the time between Yorkton and Calgary, I was 190. And then I stayed like that for a little while. And then when I started to like get to know the gyms in Calgary, I got down to like 170 and now I'm like 160. And it's just like, you know, it's, it, you kind of like just take, I found that like the best way to like be motivated, but also like not go so fast that you lose. Yeah. The um, yo-yo. Yeah. You don't end up on the yo-yo. Of course. Yeah, you, you, you drop so quick and then you're, yeah, exactly. So if you just kind of like slow and steady, like never did the whole like cut carbs, keto, and I'm not talking shit. Like I, I appreciate whatever anybody, whatever works for, for you. Exactly. Yeah. For but. me, it's been like a slow and steady kind of like, gets you there and so it it actually probably took from start to end about five years and as soon as you tell somebody that it makes them not want to do it and that makes me sad because I get so many messages from women being like how did you do it what's your secret and it seems like the answer they're looking for is well I found this pill in the street and it's not it's not and then as soon as you hear oh my god five years you're like, okay, never mind about that. Um, <laughs> but, but, but you have to be realistic because there is no easy fix because it's a lifestyle change. It's not just losing weight. Definitely. It's changing your outlook and changing 
the way you perceive yourself, you know, to, I'm going to commit to something that is going to change my life for, yeah. the, for it's a benefit. Yes. But it's still, it's a lot of work. Hell of yeah. You know? Hell of a lot oh, of work. It's a lot of work, you know? So Josie, what do you say to the person that's listening that says, well, yeah, I know. I mean, I realize it's a lot of work, but I don't, I just can't get started. <laughs> I would say that, um, no matter what time will pass and today is Tuesday and next Tuesday will come and six months from now will come and a year will come and, and your choice is like, it, it is completely your choice how you spend your time, but no matter what, it's going to pass anyway. So you might as well just start because you're going to yeah. look back six months from now and realize that six months went by and you didn't do anything to help yourself and that it's such a, it's such a touchy topic because mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm so in love with like the body positivity movement. And I'm so in love with, with accepting yourself as you are. But for me, I don't look back at old pictures and go, I was disgusting. I look back at old pictures and go, I couldn't go to the mall and walk through <clears> it without being sweaty. Like I, I, I couldn't go to the, movies and not be worried that I wouldn't like fit in the seat properly. I couldn't go in a friend's car and not worry that maybe the seatbelt wouldn't fit me. And that's dangerous, you know, and like, or planes, like airplanes and like things like that. So that's why I did it. And I'm not saying that if you look like I used to look, that's bad. No, if you find like solace and peace in your body, the way that it is, don't change. No, exactly. Yeah. But like, if you want a change, um, just, yeah, or to remember that like time is going to pass anyway and <laughs> to understand, and this is something I'm still kind of working to learn that you are the most important person in your life. And it, I know it's, it's like, if you have kids that changes and if you're married, that changes, but like in the end, you literally actually only can be sure that, that you have yourself because people will go. Yes. And I'm not saying everyone's going to fucking leave you. Like it doesn't mean like in a negative way, but it's just so easy to give all of your time and your efforts to other people and then share them with yourself. And it's, it's so weird to like give to somebody, give somebody all of your time and give somebody all of like this merit and like value and then you don't give any to yourself and then you miss out and you're actually the most important person that you should care about. So I don't know. There's obviously like a million different angles to it. For sure. Um, But we we care about your angle. And I think that's a very valid point you bring up. Listen, not everybody understands the idea that everyone's allowed or uh, entitled to be happy, that everyone deserves to be happy. There's so many things that we uh, sometimes put up as blocks in our heads to say, you know, I don't deserve that. Or I'm not worthy of that. Whether we say it or not, we, a lot of people think it. And so to hear people like you talking about just start, just start, just do it because Tuesday is going to come and go next week, next year. And it's yeah. what you do with the time that you've got, <clears throat> whether it sounds oh. cliche or not, it's the truth. And people need to hear it. Sometimes they need to hear it and believe it, even if it's for five minutes and then they'll do something and they'll feel good. And if they fall off the wagon, they might remember it. They might remember it the <laughs> week later. Oh, well, exactly. And uh, somebody in my gym uh, said this, her name's Sherry. She's like, oh, I don't go to this gym anymore, but she owns the F45 that I was going to in Martaloop here in Calgary. And uh, she was like, if you were going on a road trip and you got a flat tire, would you turn around and go home or would you just fix the tire and keep going? And like, that's the thing is like a lot of people will have a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or a bad year and then give up. And that's not the play. 
And it's, no. it's just, it's just not. And, um, I don't know. Like you were saying about the happiness thing, everything you do in life is to figure out what it feels like to be fully happy. And that's why people make money. And that's why people go to the gym and try to lose weight. And that's why people try to marry somebody that they think they're going to love forever. And that's why people have kids and buy houses and cause, cause, because you want people or buy guitars and drum sets and all that kind of stuff too. Just throw that in there. You you want people and things in your life that make you happy. That's literally the only thing anybody's ever searching for. So if there's something in your life that you think is going to like serve you. And if that thing is just like eating better and going to the gym, fucking do it. Like why, why not? It it applies to anything really. If you're passionate about something, just do it. It, it, Don't put it off. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say, because you don't know. You really don't know what can happen or what situation you're in. Just do it. And, it I, is hope, really- and I hope that through all the good days and the bad that we all, like you, Josie, just keep on saying that nice and loud so that everyone can hear it. Because whether it's on this show or just in real life, people need to hear that shit, man. Just do it. Don't ever fucking tell yourself that you're not worthy of it. You start now. You start today. Let me just uh, try and throw an idea here at you, Josie. I want to uh, sort of... If I read it right, I, I read your blog. I read a couple of articles on there so I could get some backstory and sound like I'm a smart guy, even though I'm really not that okay. smart. Um, but you're <laughs> in the car and you're driving and you hear the song by three brothers, Adam, Jack, and Ryan, AJR. And the song is called Weak. Wait, is that what AJR stands for? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that. Oh, fuck, okay. I wikipedia these guys. So... Uh, pretty handsome fellows, young guys, man. I, 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 I would love them. Trying to put myself in the car there with you and think, <laughs> all right, yeah. I get it. And very strong, powerful, vocal, man. Like the story, the, the lyric of what they're talking about. Yeah. So tell me what happened when you heard this song, Week by AJR. What happened? So basically, um, I lost all that weight. And then me and one of my buddies at work, like he wanted to lose 30 pounds was his goal. And, and I was always at the gym and stuff. And I had been kind of like falling off of it lately. And, um, I wanted to like, I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes and like, like, like even up until like a couple years ago. So I was like, I want to, um, do this with you. Like I want to get, I want a goal again. Right. So we both like decided we'd have a bet and I forget what the bet even was I think it was the most we didn't want we didn't have the same goal but it was like the most weight loss in a certain amount of time uh so we had three months he looks amazing now he ended up losing like 50 pounds or something cool um and he looked amazing before for the record he's like he's happier now and um Anyway, we were doing this thing and I just like was like losing more weight and like I look in the mirror and like obviously when you lose weight, you have like extra skin that doesn't, some people's bounce back like Play-Doh, like it just, like just, and some people's just doesn't move. And for my whole weight loss journey, I remember thinking like I'd lose 10 pounds and then 10 pounds and then I'd be like, when the fuck is this going to happen? Like when is this going to bounce back? So, um, I... I, uh, I, I remember this like hopeless feeling almost where I was like, if I don't get the surgery that I've been wanting to like get all the excess skin removed, I will never reach the goal that I want. And I spent all this money on dumbass shit. So why don't you just like go take out a loan and, uh, 
yeah, and I was, I've, I've been, like, toying with it, right? And I'd, like, gone to a consult a couple of years before just to, like, see what was up. And then this one day, I was feeling really motivated, and I'd, like, gone to the gym that morning, and I was, like, feeling really good, and I just had a conversation with my buddy that I was doing the bet with. And that song came on in the car, and I was driving, like, near Kensington. I don't know why. And, um, which is an area in Calgary. Okay. And um, I that song came on and it was blasting and it was sunny. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to the bank and I'm going to ask them for a $15,000 line of credit. Fuck. That's fucking huge, man. So <laughs> then I got to the bank and I was like, can I have the, this money? And they were like, no, <laughs> because I already had a car loan and I don't, I wasn't making a ton of money at the time. It was kind of like the middle of my career and I was still super young. And I was like, Fuck. Still paying your dues, still earning your keep. Yeah, so they were like, you can pay off this credit card and then close the credit card and then we'll give you $5,000. I was like, well, what's the fucking point? If I'm going to save five, if I'm going to pay off $5,000, I might as well just... Like, <laughs> might as well keep the card. And use yeah. This, yeah, exactly. So it, was, yeah. it was just like this whole thing. Um, and then I was like, well, and I was still so amped up after I heard that song. And then I ended up... Um, I don't think I've ever really told this. Like, I don't, I've told a lot of people this part. But um, I've told some people, but it's, um, I called my stepmom and her and my dad, like she's been in my life since I was like probably three and she is amazing. I've never asked outright from me for money. You don't seem the type. Yeah, you try to be independent. Yeah. You don't seem the type at all. (laughs) You don't have to. So basically I went to her with like, I called her and I was like, I, I picked a surgery. I wanted to get like just the front of me done and I was like it's ten thousand dollars I like borrow ten thousand dollars I can pay it back over five years with interest at this rate every month you had a plan listen if you're if you know when you have a plan that's probably half the battle right there when people are like leery about loaning if they see you coming with a plan chances are already better and then what ended up happening was I like freaked out because she said yes and I was so excited I was like oh my god I get to go to a fucking clinic and book this and like this is my everything I've ever wanted and worked for like oh my god and then she called me back and she was like if you do both sides like do the front and the back get it all done how much would it cost and I was like it's 20 grand and she was like book it I'll pay for it you don't pay me back but you do both that's awesome. Right. That's, that's, that's guardian angels, man. That's, yeah. uh, literally. And I was like, I, I was like, I can't do this. And she was like, you already worked hard. You're not spending the next 10 years of your life paying off five years of hard work. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, I've never been like, like it was, I've, I don't think I've ever cried that hard in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. it was the most, like, I don't blame you. I can <laughs> explain it to her a million times too how much that mean, meant to me and how much she changed my life. And, and I go visit and I'm like, look at this body. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah. And Josie, I'll venture to say, and I don't know either, you know, your mom or your stepmom, obviously, but I just want to say that, you know, we, people who view your videos and, and see your channel and, and see your content, it seems clear to me how happy you are. Where in the weight loss process was the surgery like where were you when how far down this far like I was probably exactly where I am now I'm like more strong now and like more like I'm like in better shape now but this was two years ago so I was like about the same weight 
Okay, and so like, it was just you were done. It wasn't. It wasn't a question of that you had to do it and then worry about no. doing it again. Okay. Um, but it was so. There's like two ways to branch off from what you just said. Like so. So like my stepmom, like that was amazing. But my mom came and stayed with me while mm-hmm. I did it, and like I was supposed to be down and out for two weeks. She booked a flight to come and then go. Like two weeks, and um, I actually got sepsis and almost died and oh shit she was my mom was here for so long that they stopped paying her at work like she was like gone because she used all of her vacation days for the entire year plus whatever leave you get when your kid is sick i think it's like three days or something yeah yeah. the the sympathy leave that they give you isn't very long but even in canada it's pretty good compared to other places compared to yeah but banking on that like if i died she would have got some extra time but i didn't so she like yeah i'm and only then, laughing because it didn't happen it's funny yeah. because nobody it died happen. why and am she, i laughing people is such an insensitive fuck i really he <laughs> laughed when she said people i didn't laugh die. about it uh-huh. <laughs> she she doesn't think it's funny at all i think it's funny um now but i was also <laughs> miserable so i because i was scared to die so i was probably a huge bitch but either way she was like extremely extreme like i would not i don't know what i would have done without i just have amazing moms like (laughs) that's awesome that's cool good on you pal good on you that's a wonderful (laughs) thing i mean listen you know even if you didn't i mean chaos brings opportunities for us to shine and you know rise above and all that kind of stuff and uh you know adversity brings out the best sometimes the worst but i think you know when when a push comes to shove People who've got that inside them, whether they've realized it or not, it's a chance to shine. And yes, you had support, there's no doubt, but you also came through it too. And that was going to be my other next part two of this question is like, tell us, I wasn't going to say, tell us how you almost died, but I mean, <laughs> you basically, you had, you had an infection and you had to go back and go through more hell to be able to realize this, this, the finality of this whole process. Yeah, it was definitely weird. I love this story because it's so hectic, but like just Cole's notes, I like, they actually, I'm so dramatic. They could even barely, they couldn't even wake me up after the first one. Like I was just like zonked out. I was supposed to be in the hospital for one night. I was in the hospital for five nights right off the bat because I couldn't walk because I'm so extra. And then finally they let me go. And like five days later than I was supposed to get home. And then I was home for a week and then I got a blood infection. So it was like this whole ass. And I went to the hospital and I was like, I'm like, I was in so much pain and I had like a fever and everything. And then they did all these blood tests and they were like, we can't find anything. And I was like, (laughs) but they did these blood cultures that take one day to come back. They're 24 hour tests. Right. They called me back at like three in the morning the next day. And they were like, come back here right the fuck now. Immediately. Then they found it. And I was like, fucking fuck, okay. And I was like Googling it on the way to the hospital. I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's the worst thing to do. (laughs) No, don't Google it. Fucking Dr. Google, man. I don't know. So we like did dealt with all that. But like it it was definitely like a long road back to it. Um, I had just started dating my boyfriend a month before I got that surgery. So that was fun for him, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) He's still one of my best friends and we laugh about it. That's awesome. But like it's. I just on what you said about, um, like authentic happiness and stuff. I thought that that was it. And I think that's what a lot of people have that one thing in their head. They're like, if this was different, everything would be fine. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's kind of like me right now, it's money. I'm like, if I just had a little more money and I could just pay off some of this fucking debt, everything would be fine. But before that, it was the, 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 the skin on me. And I was like, if this was gone, everything would be fine. Everything's fine. fine. Yeah. That's and human I nature. Moved, I got better. I was totally good. And then I had this like overwhelming sense of like, oh, that wasn't it. I'm still sad. <laughs> so I like started going to therapy. So I was like, I fucking thought that was the problem. Good and on she- you because honestly, it's important to hear people say, I went to therapy. Yeah. More people need to hear that it's okay to go get fucking therapy because guess what? It helps. <laughs> Nobody doesn't need therapy. Everybody got fucked up a little bit when they were little. And that's just, and then you just carried it with you. Because yeah, but sometimes it's a good fucked up. You don't, you know. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a true Italian, bro. I love you, man. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's just he only like, hit me a couple of times. <laughs> hey, hey, you know. You can't take it. What, you're some kind of pussy. But, but, what the fuck is wrong with you? Me, guy. You know, fuck, have a push it, Shut up. It's cool. I've been to therapy too, but it's not because I was fucked up when I was a kid. No, that's, that's, that's character. That's, you know, come on. Does it, listen, we're not going to sway Enzo or me on anything because we're old fuckers and we don't give a shit. But no. we can still have hope in you, Josie. Tell us the truth. Go. It's just, it's just like, I mean, you learn a lot. And like, just, I'm not going to get deep into that because I went for like years to, to my therapist. And I still go once in a while, like probably once, at least once a month uh, for the most part. But like, you learn that like, just like a lot of, like you, every belief that you have is from when you were like one till you were seven. And I have an amazing mom. She was just like the most supportive, loving, kind mom. But you like, mm-hmm. there's certain things that you still need to unlearn things that you learned in school, things that you learned from other kids, things that you were like told, like things that you, that when you, if you were bullied, if it scarred you, like things like that. And like things with like, like if your parents aren't together, that fucks you up. And like, just, yeah. and you don't even realize it. Right. And like, and it's nobody's fault. But it's like, as an adult, you can take that responsibility and be like, hey, I want to figure out if all this shit that I believe in is actually worthy of my time or if there's something else that there is to be learned. And um, I, I, I cannot remember who I was when I walked into that first session because I look back at the paperwork I filled out and it was like, do you hate yourself? And I was like, yes. Oh, wow. And it was so, like, are you ugly? And I was like, disgusting. You and have the original like, forms that you can go back and like sort of yeah. analyze. Oh, my God. Them. What was that about? Holy cow. And she showed them to me. And I was like, who the fuck filled this up? That's not me. I'm amazing. I didn't, I, I'm the best. So I didn't think that ever. <laughs> and she was like, no, you really actually did. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's like school. It's like not understanding math and then kind of understanding it after. Yeah, it clicks. Suddenly you're a whiz in calculus it, all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. There's a moment where, like, in my case, it, you just, it hits you like, wait a second. Oh, this is depression? Yeah. Shit, okay. Okay, I got to get off mass and do something about this because this is not cool. You know, you've been sitting there for two weeks, three weeks, and then it's like, it hits you like, wait a minute. Oh, so, yeah, it, it, I totally understand what you mean that, oh, this wasn't me. Yeah, at that moment, it was you, you know? And it's hard to believe that that was actually the case when you look back or if you have an opportunity to think about yeah. like, or see something in writing that you wrote, like, what? I was thinking this <laughs> out loud? And wow. there's always a moment, too, like like what you just said when you're like, like, I was went to her and we were talking about, like, anxiety and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, 
you know, how you're always like worrying about the next thing, right? Like you're never like in a moment, you're just always in the next place. Like you don't like being in places because you always are worried about the next thing you have to do. And she was like, no. And I was like, that's how everybody feels. And she was like, no. Like, <laughs> be able to be present in the moment without worrying about something. It's okay <laughs> to go to therapy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's there's a line I I I've, I don't know if I've stolen it or you know I've come yeah, up with it. Yeah, we both but, steal uh, shit all the time. We're musicians, probably. So job. I I say don't let your fear of the future paralyze what you need to do today. Yeah, right. so and that's, that's amazing. And it's that's so what it is. True. It kills a lot of people's ambitions too because it, the the idea that I will be successful at something and it's going to completely remove me from whatever. Whether it's miserable or not, this comfort zone that I'm in, I don't want to leave it. I love this little cesspool that I'm, I know every little part. It's so hard to get out of any comfortable situation, whether it's healthy for you or not. And It's then, the devil you know. That's yeah, well, another cliche go. saying. It's, but it's then to easier, take responsibility of the good you know, shit that happens too, that could be a big fear too. Responsibility yeah, is a big fucking slap to a lot of people, man. That's right? human nature, right? It's very hard to look over the fence and say, oh, Maybe yeah. what's going on over there is the right way, but I'll stay here. It's, it's human nature. It's I just, like my lily pad. It's just fine. I can get you know? some of those frogs. No problem. I'm happy. Here. And it's also like, it's also like, it's, it's so shitty to think about like the thought that one day you're going to spend your last day worrying about tomorrow and you're going to forget everything that happened in that moment because you're worried about something that you never even got to. And that's just, I mean, maybe not like maybe you'll be like a hundred when you die and, and, and you'll be in a bed being like, fuck, please. Like I'm done. But like, people just <laughs> no, I want to be around for the next star Wars movie. <laughs> fuck no. I can't. Right? Like, like a lot of people just die. And like, it's good to like look forward to things. It's good to be excited about things, but it's not good to look so forward that you forget about like today, exactly. like, Tuesday. And I'm excited yeah. for Friday because then I can sleep in on Saturday. But if I spend every Tuesday wishing it were Friday, that's like a million days I'm going to waste. Yeah, what happens to Wednesday and Thursday? Exactly. No, that's, it's, it it literally is that. You kind of, I don't say, I don't think people do it consciously. It's all self-conscious. We lie to ourselves. And then the lie becomes the reality. Yeah. You know, it's like you actually believe your own propaganda at a certain point where, (laughs) no, it's, it's, that's, I've been saying coercing yourself into bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you believe this, this, you know, the, the, okay. No, no. You've said it to yourself so many times. You actually, there's so many stages, right? There's always these stages and you know, it it comes back to your journey, Josie, for deciding. and, And I love what you say from the start about body positivity. It's okay. No matter what your body shape, size, weight, whatever, it's okay. It's just that when you made a decision to go from A to B and you started that journey, you didn't do it in one shot. Like I said, five years, it goes in stages. Someone who's got a dream of saying, I'm going to be, I want to be a singer. I want to be a guitarist. I want to, I want to be an artist. I want to be a painter. I want to be a sculptor, whatever weird idea. And, you know, they've been drilled in their head. Like you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a you know, medical scientist, whatever the case might be. It's a stretch to think yeah. that I'm going to go from this expectation to that in a heartbeat. They got to go on stages. Anybody needs to go on stages. And so what you did is a testament to that, you know, starting from step one, 
You have no other way. You can't go to 20. You can't go to 40. <laughs> no. You've got to no start shortcuts. with step one. <laughs> and like you said before, start it today. Don't wait. Do it. That's the only like, way to start. Even Taylor Swift, like you look at pictures of her when she was 16 and her first album came on and nobody knew who the hell she was. She did not sell out the Air Canada Center when I went to go see her first tour. And she definitely used to play at weird fucking little stages in Pennsylvania with like a sign that she made herself and 20 people would come. <laughs> and now she's like one of the, what, the richest people in the world? Yeah. The most mm-hmm. well-known artists, songwriters of like my generation. And like whether you, like it doesn't matter if you hate her, you love her, you know her name. And that didn't come from not starting at like step one and like the embarrassing, weird, little uncomfortable stage of everything and every journey you ever start is going to have this awkward, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I might fail. (laughs) But like you have to try. And that's also something that I, that I like, I learned this from my, my boss. Um, He always, whenever I have any idea, I have an idea for like a bit or a video or like a joke I want to do on the air or whatever. He's just like, try it. And that means that you don't have to commit to it. And that's what I mean. If you want to go on a journey and change your, your body or like the state of your health, you could be already, let's say like, say like what, whatever my goal weight is and and want to be stronger. You could be um, overweight in your eyes and want to lose weight. Try it. You don't have to commit to it. You don't have to do it every day for the rest of your life. You can do it this week or this month, or just today, like just eat, eat something healthy today and go for a little run and, and see how you feel. And if you like it, try it again tomorrow. Yeah. That's one of the things that when, I, when cool. I got a chance to dig a little deeper and, uh, and, and check out more of your content. And after that song, that, that collaboration. And so I said, well, who's this Josie? Anyway, I got to find out more about her. And, and I saw that there was a lot more going on. There was this whole journey, this weight loss journey and any kind of transformation. That's a wake up. It sort of says like, but there's something else going on. There is some strength. There's some, where do you think that fearlessness comes from? Is that something that you learned or is that just, you're born with that? Is that part of Josie? I definitely have always been talkative. I've always made friends and been out there and, and and whatever, but I've also always been like pretty I'm weird. Like it's, it's hard to explain it because like I couldn't be in ballet class cause I talked too much. Like I got like, I'm pretty sure they pulled me out. Like I, cause I would like just, people would be like plieing across the room and I'd be like running to try to talk to people. Like, and I just like things like that. Like I loved to talk and like be around friends. I've always been very social. I've always had a big group of friends. Um, but then at the same time, I would stay home from parties for fear of like somebody calling me fat or I had a really, really hard time um, looking people in the eyes. I still am learning how to do that. And like, <laughs> it's just like, because it, cause it's, it's, it's confident. Uh, and I've yeah. kind of learned that confidence is like a, like, I don't know, I used to do TV stuff in college and I'd cry every time I watched the videos and I had to edit them because I just hated the way that I looked and I, I, like, there was no fearlessness in that. Like, um, I was scared of, like, confrontation and I'm scared of a lot of things. I'm scared of failing. I'm scared of upsetting people. I'm scared of hurting people's feelings. I'm scared. And there's so many things that I'm not fearless in. I'm scared of spiders and tornadoes and pandemics and all of these, you know, but I know that like you, I know the kind of fearlessness that you're talking about and it's the kind with like other people. And I think that that kind of, of confidence comes 
when you just slowly start to realize that, and this, I don't mean this in like a negative way, nobody gives a fuck about you because they have to give a fuck themselves. That's right. The same amount of time worrying about another person besides like kids aside, think about the last time you spent time worrying about the actions of another person more than you were worrying about yourself. You're not because we're all the most selfish people in the world and you should be like, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to give a fuck about yourself more than anybody else. And people do. So nobody's watching you run and, and nobody's watching you hide at a party and nobody's watching you um, cry in a booth while you're editing a video you took in college. Like, and it's, <clears throat> Because everybody has their own shit to worry about. And, like, yeah. I think, like, the more that that comes to light, the easier it is to be confident. And then also, on top of that, nobody will ever question your confidence if you are not. Because it's it's a character. Trait. That's huge. No That's one's huge. ever going to look yeah. at you and go, you're not confident if you're acting like you are. People who are generally assholes, they, they are, I think, born with that sort of trait where they just sort of don't give a fuck what anyone thinks and it comes off as so brash and harsh and you know but good people that learn that magic trick of not giving a shit what people think but then use that power for good does that sound fucking superhero fucking geeky whatever but it's it's really great because you combine the two big heart and i don't give a fuck what you think that's a killer combination man that's that's why more people need to fucking do that and stave off the wave of idiots that seem to be everywhere around us. All yeah, but you need you need idiots. You need idiots. You need idiots to appreciate how you how smart yes. and great we are. Yes, yeah, you need idiots <laughs> and humble. <laughs> you need us like a because I, I say don't give a fuck what people think, but I really but I really care how people feel. Yeah. You know, and you can be confident and put yourself first without hurting anybody. Well, people always oh, yeah. remember how you make them feel. If they remember anything about, you know, when they have a conversation with somebody, the thing that their takeaway is always, how did that person make me feel? Whether yeah. you said great things or not, intelligent things or not, whether you gave anything of yourself or not, they're going to remember how you made them feel. If you made them feel like ass, that's all they're going to remember. <laughs> so I'm just going to barge right into the next one, <laughs> completely unrelated to our previous topic. But I wanted to ask you about your music tastes. Okay, I know you're into Taylor Swift. But before starting at the radio station versus now, have your music tastes changed? A lot? A little? <laughs> no. um, I love country music. It's my favorite kind of music. Is, is your station a country station? I never even... No, it's top. It's a virgin radio, so it's like top 40. Right, yeah, okay. Um, so I love country music. I always loved it. I remember my favorite song, like right as high school was ending, was a song called Take a Back Road by Rodney Atkins. And uh, it's like, makes me want to take a back road. And my friends would be like, you live in Toronto. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was my next you? question. Where did the country influence yeah. growing up in Toronto? My friends <laughs> hate. And now some of the guys are like, kind of coming around and they'll, they'll like, want to come here for stampede and stuff. And I'm like, yo, I thought you hate country. Um, but no, I'm very passionate about country music. It's, it's my favorite genre for sure, but just music in general. I love a lot of top 40 pop songs. Um, I love a lot of like AJR sounding songs. Um, I love like 
music with a good like beat drop like I don't want to call it EDM because I, I, I don't like go to clubs and like enjoy that intense of it right. but like Tygo or like uh, like that kind of stuff I love like I can really vibe with like EDM style current music um but like country music is where I have always loved music you, the most. you find comfort in the in the country uh, I, like it just makes me feel good like I like it all mm-hmm. you know? yeah all right so let me riddle me this then when you finally come out with your first album <laughs> which you're fucking waiting for because you've got the material Josie you put I think in a week, I don't know, there was one week where I saw you do like eight originals. I don't no, that was remember. weird. I haven't done any since the then. Fun. Well, listen, regardless, it's not a criticism. I'm saying like, you've got material. You obviously got material, poet at heart, I can tell. So what kind of style of music do you envision yourself doing? What would you do? What would your album be? <laughs> See, and that's why I think that I would struggle with like being a part of a genre because definitely not rock. Um, I don't like hate rock music. I just, um, like I, I enjoy okay, it. If you do, <laughs> but I just wouldn't be, no, no, I like, I like all music. I'm not a big fan of like rap music except for maybe Eminem. Um, or like maybe a little bit of Drake here and there, but I'm not like a hardcore rap girl. I've heard you do a lot of originals in the songwriter style, like where you're sitting there with the acoustic or on the piano. Do you know Vance Joy? I do not. I do not. Mm. Um, Vance, Vance Joy um, is like kind of an acoustic, like folky, but also like um, heavier. Some of the songs, you know, you know that song is like "Baby, take me down to the rooftop, take it away to the dark side." That's yeah. them. Okay. And they also have like a million songs, and I love that band. Um, or it's like a guy, but like it's like he has a band, obviously, but like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would, uh, yeah, like, just kind of, like, an easy sound. Um, like, I would have not been able to put a pin in it because I've always written music this way, but Taylor Swift's, like, latest two albums, um, I guess, like, are kind of folky, but also, like, still have that, like, twang of, like, a pop song. Um, a folky pop. There's but, also some brilliant fucking production going on in there. There's some amazing songwriting, like just the chord stuff, like the progressions. There's brilliant things going on in there. But it takes yeah. it takes an artist behind it to be able to pull it off. Oh, totally. And she's a brilliant songwriter, and she's the reason why I started writing songs. But I also think that like it takes a particular type of person to be able to write any kind of song. It's not an easy – it's a really – I think songwriting is either really fucking easy or impossible. <laughs> And for me, I don't know how music comes to you and how you how you guys like to write, but I it's it's so easy that it actually sometimes makes me go, "What the fuck is what the fuck? Like, how did I do that?" That might be a and song. like I can write a song in five fucking seconds. Like, if I'm trying to like parody a song, I'll literally be sitting at work and be like, and, and I've with, seen those. Those are awesome videos. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, this could be more, like, I, I don't know if there's, like, a more useful talent I could have. Like, maybe I could have passed biology in high school and just been a little bit less good <laughs> at writing a song. But, like, it's, 
it, I don't know. I just, I love it so much. Anyway, I'm trailing off, but like. No, not at all. Listen, I mean, it's, it's a generic question because the thing is it's, it's, it's seated in the fact that you're very talented. You've got a lot of material. There's, it's obviously there. It's just, it's one of those things I think that's yet to happen for you. And I'm just, I'm, I'm curious as a fan of, of you as, as a brand, but also your music, which is as yet undiscovered. I know there's going to be a time when we're all going to say, oh yeah, fuck, I knew her when. I knew her when. <laughs> because now she's exploded and look, she's doing this or whatever. And it's yours for the taking if you want. It might not be your bag. You might decide, fuck it, I don't want to deal that, with that lifestyle or whatever. But you definitely have the material. And it's, it's like you say, it's, it comes easy to you. It's pretty obvious that you just you know, throw them out there. When I, when I decided that I was going to take responsibility for the idea of sharing my music, what I mean by that is I, I have to tell myself every day that it's a shame if I don't share my songs and whatever I can do, whether it's singing guitar, fucking yeah. banging on a desk, it's a shame if I don't share it. One, to show people either that I'm not that great and they can do better and maybe they'll be inspired to try or that the song that I happened to do that day that they saw really is pretty good and it'll inspire them to want to do it. Either way, it's a job that I'm happy to do. And I feel like that's my responsibility. Do you feel any kind of responsibility to share your music? No, see, I, I personally, I love that mindset. Um, and I love, I love the idea that like, I, like one of what, like a, a girl that works at a different Virgin radio posted a parody the other day and I listened to it and I thought, fuck, that's good. And then I thought, God damn, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> what, it, what it called to me is, is the Oh fuck factor where it makes people go "Oh fuck. I wish I thought of that, you know? Yeah, right. And I like, I, I think that's funny, but I'm also not very competitive. So I don't usually like strive to have people feel that way about me, but it was kind of a nice feeling to go. I wonder if other maybe radio hosts or just people in my life watch my videos and go, Oh fuck, that's good. And like, and I don't know. Cause I don't, there's maybe once in a while where I'll do something and be like, fuck, that's good. But most of the time I'm like, Oh, this might be cringy. We'll see how this one plays out. <laughs> and, um, and I'll just post it and then I'll just leave it. And, and I would say I love it when I uh, hear a song that makes me feel understood. And it's hard to sometimes believe that somebody else is going through that fucking bullshit that you're going through, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this artist called Maisie Peters, and she's been blowing up more. You know what? Maisie Peters is the artist that I would want to sound like. There you go. Um, she's a British pop artist, basically. Um, yeah. And she just released this song called John Hughes movie. And she put out a teaser for it. And I was listening to the teaser and it was just like this one lyric where she just was like, um, if you don't, if, if you don't want me, then you're not the one. And I've never thought of it in that, like, simple of a term. But it really fucking hits hard right now with some shit that I'm (laughs) dealing with. And then also, every fucking person I've ever dated, it feels like. It's just like, and they probably have felt that way about me. And it's just sometimes, even when relationships, you you look at other people and you're like, if I don't want you, why are you trying? Like, why would you think I'm the one for you if I don't want to be with you? And that's just kind of like, and it was just this simple lyric that literally made me go, oh. Fuck. That's it. it. About everything I'm going 
It made me feel better about all the things I've been through. And it made me feel better about not wanting people back that want me. And it was just like this whole revelation just because this girl felt like I did one night and put it in a song, you know? And like, it just makes you feel so much less alone. So I guess the hope is there that I've made somebody feel that way. But I don't feel like what you said, like like it's my like responsibility to put it out. I just put it out because I hope somebody will enjoy it. But honestly, for the most part, when I post my music, it's so I don't forget about it. <laughs> Enzo, our private Facebook page, that's exactly what that is. We've got a, we've got a green room of our own that don't, we don't share publicly exactly for that purpose. And it's fucking cool because and <laughs> I, I can't even think of how many ideas. Enzo's just like this cordsmith. He's, he's See, a I, I'm fountain sort of, of ideas. Sort of like you were just like in, in 20 minutes, I could probably write like four concept albums. Every so fucking day, man. Not, Every day. You know, Always. Facebook. I try to stop that oh, because oh, then you're like. Amazing. But it's a good <laughs> track pad because then you can go back and say, hey, from three months ago, you remember that? Song? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, fuck, that's a great riff. Man. Let's do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Having a scratch pad is very important. Any kind of whatever system it is, whether it's on the phone or, you know, fucking cam, whatever. All right. So there's something that I wanted to ask you uh, before we wrap things up, because I think it's kind of cool that you've gone through all of these different phases, such important phases, like major transformations. You've mentioned in the past it, during this, during this uh, conversation that it's, it's like there's the challenge of the moment. You thought this is what my challenge is right now. <laughs> and you've discovered that maybe that wasn't the thing that was holding you back. You got past it, but then you found a new challenge. So I'm curious, is there a new battle that you want to take on? What's the next thing for Josie? Um, I continue to be very passionate about fitness and I have newer goals now. And I like just continue to educate myself and stuff. And I, I feel like kind of overwhelmed lately with just trying to learn new things, about like lifting weights and eating enough and eating healthy and stuff. So like, it's, I'm on kind of like a whole new journey of like with, with like food right now that I'm trying to figure everything out, which, um, I know it just sounds so simple, but I've just like kind of been in fear of like gaining weight, eating like what actually would probably be considered like a starvation level of food, like 12, 1300 calories a day. So right now I'm just kind of struggling with like eating like closer to like 2000 calories a day, which is really fucking hard to do. Um, but like all like, so that's what I'm worrying about right now, but on the horizon, um, of things that I feel like if I worked through that, I would be okay. Um, really just right now, just financially, um, just to like, I have like a, like a plan and I, I'm, I'm not in as bad of a position as I know a lot of people are, but it's just like, sit, like I just have like, like, like a credit card to pay off and some student loans and, and, and my car. And like, part of me is kind of like, like I'm 27 and, um, I'd really like to just get that fucking done <laughs> so I can start my life, maybe put some money away. But then again, like but there's money in your bank account and then you die. And then what? <laughs> no, <laughs> so like, just take, listen, a little piece of advice. You're never ready. And it never um, ends. <laughs> you're never ready. And it never ends. Well, always something. Like, the more money you make. Yeah, yeah whatever. The more you spend. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. The more, exactly. It's you make like $10 they, uh, an hour, you spend 15. When the yeah. drummer, when the drummer <laughs> slows down the song, all right, everyone wants to play more notes. <laughs> there's more space in between. 
And so if you think that you need more money or less money to do stuff, or we always think we need more money, but Bud, that's more a money, fucking good analogy. I like that one. <laughs> it, it's every day, man, every day. So, you know, Having more money isn't necessarily uh, going to no. fix anything, but I think that a lot of people need to know more about the fact that not only have you been through all these amazing transformations, but that you've got some great music. Uh, and sometimes it's just the beginning support of the fan base that is cheering you on and you know, rooting for you to go that next step that I just have a feeling that, like I said before, we're going to say we knew her when. I have a feeling. I have a strong feeling about that. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on the record right now. Just got, never give up. Never give up. Keep keep. You're telling us never give, never st- start now. We're telling you never give up. So we're all just you fucking know? rooting for each other. I got one more question yeah. for you here. All right, I'm gonna maybe two, but we'll see. Why so much fucking hate for cilantro? What the hell's up with that? Uh, tastes what? like shit. Like I, it, I don't even. It doesn't even taste like soap. It just tastes bad. It ruins meals. <laughs> If it tastes like soap. I will wow. not. A lot of people think it tastes like soap. I don't think it tastes like soap. I think it tastes like just like shit. <laughs> like it's not. It's not good. All right. Uh, well, wait a second. Is that the one that has a second name? It's, it's something else. No. Uh, yeah. Isn't. Right, uh, on the spot, um, damn it, cilantro, um, tarragon, what the fuck? Yeah. No, no, is it tarragon? I don't know. Wait, it's, no, it's terrible, terrible. That's no, 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 no. Do you guys like it? <laughs> I'm trying to remember which one it is, because if it's the one I'm thinking. Yeah, it's coriander. Yeah, coriander, thank okay. you, there you go, so, not fucking tarragon, so, coriander, yeah. yeah. Used- Very big in Indian foods, like, <laughs> like, I mean, like a, lot of, a lot of coriander in Indian food. But used in a certain way, it's interesting. <laughs> coriander sure. seed. just like pot same thing i mean yeah you know, oh. no. <laughs> lots of stuff you can say about that no but if i remember correctly <laughs> coriander seed is what you dry rub a brisket with you could do that sure you could put some <laughs> cumin in there all kinds of stuff yeah Listen, there's all you're, kinds you're but talking I mean, to look. the brisket king here all right i'm pointing yeah, down because yeah. you're on the bottom <laughs> sector of my screen there but the brisket king well it looks yeah. like i'm the only cilantro lover in house so i'm just gonna fucking bow defeat and we'll move on listen you know, you said it. The crazy Italian. I fucking hate um, everybody. Uh, right, not <laughs> oregano. The other one. What's the other Italian oh. herb? Oregano. Basil. No, I like oregano. Oregano is oh. cool. The other one. Um, basil. I think it's basil. Oh, you know what? I've, a lot of people for some. Not that I, I hate. It, it has to be very. You know. Yeah, it's okay. But I'm a picky. I'm a picky bastard. What do you want? <laughs> not really. Not really. Not really. Okay, here's another question for you, and then we're gonna wrap things up because you got to go eat. But I want to ask you: Desert Island song or songs that most people probably don't know. Oh, cool. Like songs that I love. It could be one song. I mean, you know, Desert Island song for me. I, I I've got like an album that I know for sure, but it, it's. Yeah, so, I would it, say it's an album, Paul. You can't pick a song. You have to okay, pick so an album. Okay, so this is an album, but my, 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 the premise of this is to say some, a, a band or a song that isn't typically known by most people. Something mm. that's in, like the, you know, in, the, in the pocket of the archive. That's a tough question. Okay. I would say, as I mentioned before, if we're talking like a whole artist, Maisie Peters. Cool. Um, All right. Has like, I relate to every single song she's written and that's and, and i and she's not very well known like when i first start, Maisie, i'm giving you two artists Maisie peters and jp Sachs. jp Sachs is starting to blow up um and i think that he will he's like gonna marry well I, they're not engaged but this big artist her name's julia michaels 
And she's more big as, like, a songwriter. Like, she helps to write for, like, Selena Gomez and, like, those kinds of artists. But she right. has her okay. music. Um, but, like, he's he's from Toronto. And he, like, starts dating her. She's, like, in L.A. And, like, because you know that song that's, like, if the world was ending, you come over, right? You come right. over. And he's saying that. So they <laughs> sing that together. And they met writing that song. And now they're together. Cool. Cool. That, that's awesome. Without her, like before that, before that song popped off and played every five minutes on the radio, he has some songs that make me go, holy fuck. Um, so J.P. Sachs and Maisie Peters, who have always been two of my favorite lesser known artists who actually recently collaborated, which is super random because he's from Toronto and she's in the UK. Um, but That's cool. They've got the same style. Um, and I would say both of those artists are absolutely worth checking out. They're so good. Very cool. All right. So the last thing that we got to ask, all right, where can people find you online? How do people get to know more about Josie Belka? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, LinkedIn, uh, just with Josie Balka, J-O-S-I-E-B-A-L-K-A. And then on Twitter, it's Josie Balka FM because radio. All right. We're going to put links to all of that and all the descriptions across all the platforms. Josie, really thank you so much. We had some technical issues to start off the show, but you <laughs> bared through it. You even made suggestions. We've already confessed that you're more technically apt than some of our musician Fire buddies. Fire the IT guy. Yeah, gone. Done. This fucking, I can't trust him. I think he was drinking my wine. That's that's probably what happened, but really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for taking time to be on Tebow Vision. Enzo, as always, thank you for being the co-host, man. It wouldn't be the same without you and if you want to find out more about Josie you check out the links in the profile or the description or wherever you're watching this if you're listening to the podcast be sure to check out the links in the description below once again Josie thank you so much appreciate your time (laughs) ciao guys awesome thank you so much have a good night you guys really appreciate your time go eat minkia don't eat any freaking (laughs) cilantro or basil that's it (laughs) 